What is faith? Come join our discussion. <laughs> Thanks for checking out The Simple Man's Gospel, a podcast about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ for the everyday, imperfect, and simple Latter-day Saint. The views expressed on this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of the hosts and do not represent the teachings and beliefs of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, so this is a new podcast for both Tom and I. I, I know I'm saying we both serve a mission together for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Hawaii. So I knew Ms. Sang or Elder Sang. I never really pronounced his last name Sang Prasit. Very long time ago. Very long time ago. So uh, I'm Dave and with me is Tom. We're gonna we're gonna talk about faith. So so, so what is this channel about, Dave? So Tell this us. is the this is the simple man's gospel podcast. <laughs> We're sticking with the name, baby. We're sticking with that name, uh, and it's a, it's just a podcast for uh, we talk about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and talk about it in uh, in everyday terms, as simple terms as we can. Uh, sometimes we'll dive deep, but we want to make the deep things simple too. <laughs> so today we're gonna we're gonna talk about faith, which which is the first principle of the gospel. According according to the lectures on faith, it is the most important principle. At least that's what it makes it seem like in the first three lectures. But yeah, so we're gonna yeah, so we're gonna start off our first episode. We're gonna discuss the lectures on faith, which is a a series of seven lectures given in the School of the Prophets at Kirtland, Ohio. Uh, This was specifically given between eighteen thirty, the winter of eighteen thirty four to eighteen thirty five. Not all at once. Not all at once. So it was over the season. Over the season. Yeah, they broke it off from different meetings, and the church decided to put it together. I believe that's how it made into this book. So they actually, it was part of the Doctrine and Covenants until 1921. I didn't know that. At one point, yes. So this is too much for them. So there's like, we had to take it out. (laughs) (laughs) So there's, uh, there's actually an article on the church's website about it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So the lectures had no specific author, no manuscript copies exist, Mm. leading to speculation about who wrote the lectures. According to Jedediah M. Grant, a resident of Kirtland in 1835, both Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon acted as teachers in the school. Scholars who have examined the scant historical documentation argue that Sidney Rigdon was the author or at least a heavy contributor producing the lectures. So interesting. I mean, yeah, I I can see why. I mean, Sidney Rigdon and Joseph Smith did a lot of translating together. Mm-hmm. It was between him and um, Martin Harris that did some as well. But I think Sidney was almost like he was becoming Joseph's right hand man and almost right in yeah. doing that stuff. Yeah. So. Those are things I didn't know about the lectures on faith. I, I, they're still very heavily referenced in the church. So, so that's kind of what we're going to base our discussion off of today is, is the first three lectures. So before we get into that, I'll pose a question. Um, Before, because everyone needs to be converted to the gospel of Jesus Christ to, to really 
be a disciple of Christ. So Tom, what did you know about the concept of faith before being converted to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Uh, not much. Uh, I think, remember, I come from a background of Buddhism mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't uh, really know what Christ is and what God is until probably my senior year in high school. So, but really, I didn't know the concept of what, you know, faith and being converted is until probably a year or two later after uh, I took to the school or after uh, high school. And so that's my background on that. Okay. Okay. So how, when you, so you went through the whole missionary discussions, you were an investigator. How did your conversion change your perception or of belief in general or faith, the concept of faith? For me, it was more of uh, during taking a discussion is the missionary always says, talking about how you, you, for you to receive certain answers that you're seeking for, you have to believe that you will receive that uh, answer. And that's what they call it faith at that time. And for me, it wasn't more like a like a one-time thing. I think a lot of times people think that like maybe one one true one miracle or one event that converts you. But I I being you know who I am today and living through life and living you know, through my family, I think faith is a process that comes and go. And a lot of people don't realize that you can be converted, but that doesn't mean you're that conversion can stay permanent because I think people do lose faith. I think people do go through hard times and sometimes question, question God. And I think is it to me, it was a process of, you know, believing that this is true. And I asked for it and I got my answer. Also believing that going on a mission and doing the Lord's work was something that I have to have a huge faith in because I didn't really get really, to be honest, I didn't really get truly converted until I got on my mission. Like I knew the Book of Mormon was true. I do believe that. But really, really believe, believe what I'm preaching, what I'm doing is true. Is probably in my on my mission, to be honest. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. So I'll I'll share. I'll share my Yeah. Yeah, I'll share mine. Uh Why so not? before <laughs> so before really being converted. So I was raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I had some concept of of faith. Um not really not really a uh, a good what am i trying to say <laughs> um so my concept of faith was it was a belief in something that i couldn't see uh, i didn't really understand what the purpose of faith was and so i just kind of went through the motions um and we will we'll get into this when we talk about the second lecture but I, I relied heavily on what my parents were, were teaching me and what the church and my church leaders were teaching me for a lot of my life. Um, but yeah, that, I think that, that definitely goes into lecture two and we'll get into that, but how my conversion changed my concept of faith was, uh, that's when I, and again, we'll, we'll talk about this, but that's when I really began to change my behavior, mm. uh, changed how I how I acted, how I thought about people. So that's, that's kind of how my, once I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior, that's kind of how it, my conversion changed my, con- my concept of my perception of the concept of faith. So, so let's get into it. Let's get into the first lecture. 
in the this... first lecture. How would you summarize that? Uh, I think to me, now I didn't go through the question. Now, after you read the lectures of faith, there is a series of questions that that had not. I didn't read that because yeah, I, I figured I didn't go through that either. I it's... don't think my questions would be the same as that. Right. We. I think to well, the first lectures of faith to me is is the what. The what is faith? Yeah. And I I find it really fascinating to use these this word that I I actually underlined it. And that is assurance. I, I underlined that too. Yeah. And I mentioned it three times. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic how three is a perfect number. And, but, you know, when you, when you talk about like there in, in line eight or verse eight, I guess, and this is faith is a substance. And then the parenthesis is assurance. I never really, really look at it that way. It's like, even though you don't see it, you still have, you, that assurance in you to believe that that is true. That is, that is part of what I think is the principle of being converted is that assurance that, you know, that the faith is, you know, you're what you're going through. That's part of what faith is. Yeah. I, I love that part. And, you know, it's the, the very first line, I think is the most powerful line in this entire lecture. And the first one is just, it is the foundation of all righteousness. Yep. So I look back. So wait, the first principle in revealed religion. Yeah. And the foundation of all righteousness. Yeah. Foundation of all righteousness. So to me, when I read that, that's why I think the atonement is so important because when you sin, you no longer have faith. That, that sounds weird because I mean, I, I think we, we sin and I think we all sin. I think no one's perfect mm -hmm. in this right. world. But remember, the, it's the foundation of all righteousness. So a certain part, every time you sin, I think that's telling you that your faith is like it's. It's not that you're not going to have faith. I think it's a path down down the path of not believing, not having faith. If you continue to sin and not repent, and so I think that so, was pretty interesting. So would you say that sin is kind of the result of a lapse in faith? Or, yeah, it's the or it's, a, not an assurance. Not an assurance of what we're doing is yeah. going to bring about righteousness. It's the antagonist, like in the movie. Is it yeah. antagonist or protagonist? No, antagonist. And yeah. Antagonist. So it's like you have to have one and the other. And I think that's just part of I think that's part of the conversion. It's like either you're gonna fall for the for you know, you're gonna sin and not repent, then that means you're gonna keep losing faith in that sense. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he he goes through, or whoever whoever is giving this lecture at the time. Uh, I, I thought always thought it was Joseph. I always thought it was Joseph Smith, but that article on the church's website kind of changed my perception. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I read a lot of Joseph Smith stuff. This sounds like Joseph. The and and all of the lectures are available. If anybody out there on yeah. the internet's listening to this, this is available on the josephsmithpapers.org. So you can find the lectures on faith. So that leads me to believe that probably Joseph Smith. So he says, first faith. So they're going to give, he's going to give these lectures in order. What is it? What is faith? Secondly, the object on which it rests. And thirdly, the effects which flow from it. And we talked about that faith is the assurance. Um, and then he, and then he talks about something that's that I didn't really understand until I, you know, I was talked about in explicit terms was, it's a principle of action. 
right? Mm-hmm. I always thought that faith was just a belief in something unseen. Well, I think it means like faith leads to action. Does does that does that sound like a right statement to make? That faith leads to action. Yeah. Um I've always would, been taught that. Okay. I could see that. I always saw I always thought that it is mm. faith is action, right? Is action. If we read in James um that's a good point. Right. Faith without works is dead, yeah, right? Yeah. So it, our our works and our actions don't bring about our salvation, right? Jesus Christ does. Mm-hmm. But actions come because of faith. So uh well, that's on line 10. I marked that too. I put a yeah. star on line 10. Let me yeah. read it for you. If men yeah, were duly to consider themselves and turn their thoughts and reflection to the operation of their own minds, they would readily discover that it is faith, faith only, which is the which is the moving cause of all action in them. That without without it, both mind and body would be in the state of inactivity. So this is not just about physicality. It's it's both physically and mentally. So. Faith is really important to to our mental healthness, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if you think about it in the simplest of terms, and, and we don't even have to talk about the theological terms right now. But yeah, in the simplest of terms, you have to let's say opening a door. You have to believe that the door is going to open; otherwise, you wouldn't grab the doorknob. Well, you, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right, but. I think start the thing car. is, it's not. Yeah. I don't think it's the grabbing the doorknob. I think it's. I think anybody would grab the doorknob, but whether you open or not, I think that's where. I think to me, that's where the faith comes in more. Because right, you I actually mean, have anybody, to try. You just as long as you try, but that try is still not enough. I think to me, like anybody's gonna. I think anybody will try. Maybe have set grab that doorknob and have a second thought about. Oh wait, maybe I shouldn't open it. Yeah. It takes to open the faith to open that door. I think. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yep. And that's uh, another good, thing. Yeah. Sorry. I think something that was too interesting. He goes from verse 14 to oh no, verse like 12, 12 to like 16, 18, 19. He gives a history of what uh what faith can do to different prophets. And yeah. I realized is that there are levels in faith. And I I put I put in the end of the in the yeah, I like a lot. I, where is your level of faith in? Okay. What I mean, what I mean by that is, it's pretty interesting that we can all have faith, but we can, but our faith, the the levels of our faith, is different because, do I believe I can move mountains? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I don't know. Faith but Joshua, seen. Joshua did. Yeah. Joshua did Christ. I mean, I mean, we're not going to compare Christ me to Christ, but like, there uh, are levels to this to this. Principle. Well, he does he does talk about Christ. I know, yeah, he does. Right? Yeah, he does. Um, by and he, he quotes from Hebrews, right? Uh huh. Um, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that all things, so the things which are seen, are not made of things which do appear. So. He says the principle of power, which existed in the bosom of God, by which worlds were framed was faith. So that's that top tier level of faith that God and Jesus Christ have through which they can form the worlds. 
I, I mean, that's why I put that question. I guess I post this question yeah. to our audience. Where is your level of faith? Right. At yeah. this moment in your life. I mean. That's you, something we uh, got to ask myself every day. I feel like. Let's, let's think, you know, you always talk like one of the things you asked me to think about when we on our show notes, you said, how do we apply this to rural application? Yeah. Well, let's take this, this lecture first one. And I think it, I, I'll bring it back. I'll, I'll put myself in the line. I think I, I don't mind sharing how, uh, my failure. <laughs> yeah. Cause I that's think that's fair. what part of have, being processed, but I think I have a lot of not issues, but I have a hard time with tithing. Okay. So where's my faith in that level? Yeah. What's the level, level of my faith in paying tithing? I have to admit, brothers and sisters, I don't think my faith is that high in, in paying tithing. And I'll tell you why. I'm, you know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I have three kids. And it's hard for me to believe that my kids will survive if I pay tithing. It's a lot of money. I've I've committed myself to pay, but there are moments, I swear to you, there are moments I like, I don't want to pay. Yeah. Now, does that make me does 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 that make me having the foundation of all righteousness? Probably not. Well, I feel like let me, let me put it in these terms, right? And just to just take your example, we in, in Come Follow Me. So for our listeners, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, the Come Follow Me lesson for this week is Job. Oh, yeah. Did Job have, had his fallings, right? He he complained. He asked why this is happening, right? But he never stopped. He still had that foundation of the belief in God. and And I think when we get into this next lecture, we can talk about the object on which faith rests. Right. Yeah. So it, is your, your struggle to pay tithing hindering your, your belief in God and Jesus Christ? No. Right. It's just, I don't think so. You have a hard time with the principle, but you're still, you're still, you've committed, even though it's hard. Yeah. Well, I do. I mean, look, we both, you know, like I said in the beginning, faith is a process. There are times when you will lose faith and there are times when you will gain faith. Yeah. I think that's part of being, you know, a yeah. Latter-day, you know, being his son and son and daughter of God. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are times when I would pay tithing and I don't even think about it for a second. That's true faith. Right. In my opinion. That's, but there are times where I'm like, oh, I need that for this. You know, like right. it, it creeps in. And so yep. like, but that doesn't, that doesn't fall to, or that doesn't make me not believe in God. That doesn't right. make that I don't believe. No, no. I, I, that doesn't make me, uh, what's it called? Believe that this principle isn't, isn't like, you know, true. And that doesn't, it doesn't, it does. I've seen the blessing from paying tithing, mm-hmm. but also see the consequence of not paying, not that God, you know, punish me, but because right. I don't get that blessing if I don't pay. And so that's yeah. part of I mean, that's part of something I struggle with. I think yeah, that's where that's a good point. One of the one of the le- what where is my level in faith in tithing? Yeah. So you can apply that to anything, I think, in your life. You just ask that question. Yeah. Yourself. So I I think bef- to kind of transition us into lecture two, I This is long. It's a long one, but there's that's there's a reason for that, right? He goes into the whole chronology and yeah. the whole lineage of Adam to Abraham, but, right? But but interestingly, he says this is how men know. Like, right. He's 
he's talking about the men knowledge and then he goes and he tells all these well you don't basically it's almost like he's saying and so i can see joseph i i believe this is joseph speaking i just see yourself guys you know nothing <laughs> like <laughs> i like that sarcastic let me tell you what this is right. let me just listen all the things yeah to me this to me this lecture is like i wrote it down as the how like this is how, how faith, yeah yeah how faith comes and how it works and so it's a lot in here, man. Yeah. So I was what I was gonna say was for our real world application, right? I think for most of my life, um, and in this lecture, he talks about God as the object on which our faith should rest. And I think for a lot of my life, including now and a lot of a lot of things that I experience, I've I've put my faith in principles, not in deity, if that makes sense. I've put my faith in, in principles and not in deeds. Deity. Oh, deity. Okay. Deity. Okay. So, and what I mean by that is, let's say, and this kind of goes along perfectly. For a lot of times, I I had faith in what my parents were telling me. Right. I had faith, a belief, I should say, in in the organization of the church, in the priesthood, right. Um, believing that if I believed on that certain thing, then I'd, it'd yield a certain result rather than putting my faith on the object of our God, our eternal father and son, Jesus okay. Christ. Right. Do you, do you think that's oh, sorry? Keep going. Let me, I'll ask you when you're done. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no go ahead. Ask. Do you feel like that's how people fall into an activity because they don't put faith in God enough where they put their faith in people or the organization. And they think that it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, that's a fault of most humans. Yeah. I, think. I, I look, you know, I believe the organization, I believe the priesthood, all these to be true. Right. And I also do believe that men are not perfect, that they sometimes screwed over screwed people over and screwed yeah. stuff over and that's just how it happens there's nothing there's nothing wrong with what the principal teaches and nothing wrong with the organization it um i mean there are people who question how the church goes about doing certain things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i have friends that talks about the history of the church there's yeah. some history that they they don't agree with and that they they can't come to to that's what I'm trying to, they can't, they can't resolve that. Yeah. They yeah. can't resolve that issues that they have. And so they either fall away or, or lose faith. And there's mm -hmm. a, that's, there's that mm -hmm. process again. Yeah. But you said it perfectly. Like, I think if, I mean, if you have enough faith in God and Christ, I think you can overcome certain things, even though those question comes up and it's hard. I mean, you know, yeah. People yeah. Have yeah for faith. sure. For sure. So let's get into this. So, we observe that God is the only supreme governor and independent being in whom all fullness and perfection dwell, who is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, without beginning of days or end of life, and that in him every good gift and every good principle dwell, and that he is the father of lights in him, the principle of faith dwells independently, and he is the object in whom the faith of all other rational and accountable beings center for life and salvation. That's a decoration, folks. That's 
that's yeah. that's the that's the truth. I love that line where it says, um, where it says it says, in him the principle of faith dwells independently. Independently. And he is the object in whom faith of all other rational and accountable beings center in life and salvation. Um <laughs> isn't that kind of saying uh, my God is right. Your God is wrong. <laughs> I, I, I think I think it's more to say he is the God. He is the God. That's the what God. I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's like you're, he or, is the God. I mean, you think about the Ten Commandments. No other God before me. Yeah. Right. Shall have no other God before me, and 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 that's because because he is, you know all fullness and perfection. Right. And, and when we get into the next lecture, we can talk about his character, which is really what, what is, is how we can have faith. Right. So this lecture, how did, how did men come to know God or have an idea about God? Well, he lists them all, (laughs) all of them. He went through, from Genesis to the beginning to all like down his lineage to like to Christ to Moses like it just went through it's so much information that it's, I don't know where to even to talk about in this one. So uh, I mean I here, here's how I would summarize summarize lecture two. Okay, is Adam knew God face to face, and that knowledge he carried with him after he was. Kicked out of the garden. Kicked out of the garden. Right. And he still communed with God. He heard his voice, right. Even after his transgression. And then he shared that knowledge. He taught his posterity that until they had faith sufficient to become acquainted with them himself. Yeah. Like Enoch, Noah. Enoch had a lot of faith. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that was that was the other level of faith. What was his level of faith? And his people and the, and his the people too. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they were pretty they were pretty pretty righteous yeah. people there. So that's how I would summarize it. I can see, yeah. I yep. see that too. So and that's and that's how that's how we we come, right? Before you had became personally acquainted with God, the missionaries were teaching you. Before yeah. I became personally acquainted with God, my parents had taught me. And before my children become personally acquainted with God, I'm going to teach them. And hopefully they have faith sufficient to get their own testimony is, and become personally acquainted. Now, now that you've said that, it kind of dawned on me. That's how that's the how faith works is through other people by teaching you, by does you know, sending it down generation from generation. Yeah. But the interesting part is that like the faith never changes. It's the people who changed, who changed the faith. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they redefine God redefine and change God. his character. Yeah. And that, and that's what will draw us away. Right. When we, when we redefine who God is, our faith changes. I think Adam had that. I don't think Adam had that. Well, he did because, well, we can't get into the temple stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There are certain things well, we can talk about, right? Well, we know that we know that God, that Adam got kicked out. Him mm-hmm. and Eve got kicked out, and we know yep. that the only way to communicate with God was through prayer. But even then, he had to have faith to be able to communicate with God because he doesn't know. At that point, he was shut out. Yep. He was shut out face to face, but he wasn't 
he was physically shut out, but spiritually he was not. Even though right. he made, even though he transgressed, I'm just what I'm saying is like he did see God face to face physically. He did, and then once he got kicked out, it was now no longer phys- you know the physical like seeing him to face to face. Now is hearing him through uh, through listening to the Holy Ghost, and so even he knew that. I mean. For him to get kicked out, I mean, he was being punished, if you really think about it. Right. All right. There had to be a consequence for his transgression. Consequence for his action, right? right? And that's... Yeah. And those consequences, and we all have them, right? When we we have our lapses in faith, or if we don't act with an assurance... That's the key word. Act with the assurance. I think sometimes we lack... That, you know, that question that the rich kid asked Christ, what lack I yet? I yeah. think that's one thing that people, any level, whether you've been in a church for one day or 10, 10 years or 100 years, sometimes we're just unsure of that unassurance. <laughs> right. We are unassured. Unassured. <laughs> because of our doubt. So when we when we doubt, when we act unassured, um. We all have those consequences, and Adam, Adam had yeah. his consequence. But, but it didn't the change. The loving God, yeah, the forgiving God, said, "Here's why are you, why are you making sacrifices?" The angel asks. Well, I don't know. God told me to do it. Right. He, that's yeah. him acting in faith, even though he can't yet see God anymore. Yeah. Interestingly enough, is God gives us different ways, even if we transgress to 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 increase our faith if we lose it or whether we doubt him he will give you opportunity to increase that faith back whether we take it or not that depends on our agency and that's what you know that's what love is it's agency is this this you choose to love him or you don't that's all up to us and adam made a right decision he knew that he did wrong Mm -hmm. but that didn't that didn't you know that didn't really cause him to not believe in God, but it, it made him even more, more persistent to communicate with them because he knew exactly what he had. Yep. I think that's what people need to realize. Yeah. And I, I think personally, I think that our, our consequences, our suffering, our trials are, are what ultimately <clears throat> draws to God. Peter said that our trials are more, I'm paraphrasing it, but he said trials are more precious than gold. Yeah. First Peter, something he's he talks about he rather have people have trials than to have gold because it does teach you and I mean, he keeps you uh what's the word humbled mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to the spirit and so yeah. Trials are trials are better. Yeah. It makes it makes you grow and so, so I, I want to comment on Cain and Abel for a sec because let's do it because he talks about it in this lecture yeah he did. and and i found actually some really great assurance from this example and cain of course we, we know that we know the story cain kills abel because uh he was jealous of abel's sacrifice and what does god do he speaks to cain still he still speaks to cain that's insane right after after murdering his brother, he's still and the, and the assurance I get from this is 
it's not that I can get away with murder and still be (laughs) worthy of God's love, but, but that he loves and he's still willing to communicate even after I make a huge, huge mistake. Would you ever wonder what Cain, what did he say to Cain? What thou, what has thou done? To, what does he say? Uh, let's see. He asked Cain. Where is Abel thy brother? Yeah, he's and actually he said, asked I know me. not. Am so I my brother's there's a keeper? question. That's the question that I was like, what if God asked him that? And Cain was truthful to God. I want, yeah, right? Maybe. I always wonder that. <laughs> Could he have been, would he have sin been cursed? I don't think yeah, so. I, probably not. So, I think yeah, when I God don't... asked that question, where is thy brother Abel? He's it's an accountability. Yeah. It's what it's an accountability question for Cain. Like, I know what you did. Are you gonna tell <laughs> Are the you truth? gonna fess up to it? He didn't. And so that's no. what happened. But I always wonder what if Cain said, Heavenly Father, I killed my own brother. You know, I wonder what what he, the conversation would be after that. He, so he didn't have an assurance. He didn't, because he, he didn't have he didn't have enough faith. First of all, he didn't he he, he thought that God would know, which is the stupidest thing, right? Which makes no sense because he talked to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to God. How can he? How see? This is one thing that once you lose, once you lose the spirit, once you murder. I mean, he murdered his brother, but so the spirit is gone. Your your thought and thinking goes out the window you don't know what you're doing and like the faith that you have in god no longer exists and so therefore the spirit the spirit doesn't dwell with you and you like you just kind of like lost every te- like kind of like your mind just goes and doesn't remember any teaching that god has taught yeah and the fact the fact that he didn't yeah. think that god doesn't know where his brother is it's like <laughs> am i my brother's keeper yeah yeah but then but then what happens what in this lecture he says Cain carried that knowledge yep, to his posterity. Yeah. So his knowledge of God, even though he was cursed, he never denied him. He never denied it. Right. He never did. He knew God. So it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to deny somebody when you talk to him face. You know, when you talk to him, <laughs> you know, when you talk to God, it's kind of it, like it's well, hard to. How do you deny him? Right. But. That's an interesting. I like that one too. That was really good on that. Yeah. One. But man, he has so, you know. So, and then he talks about, yeah, Cain and Abel. I talk about that. And he went on and on like <laughs> different prosperity, different times. Was their age at this time? Yeah. Like when did he die in this this year of the war of the world? So, so I asked myself, why? Why, why did he go did through Joseph all that? Smith, why would they do all this? Why yeah. would all this information? This is lectures of faith for for a reason. Yeah. So why would he put all this in here? And uh, I, I don't know. What do you think? I believe is to show you that different types of people in the world. It doesn't matter what type. I'm gonna give you opportunities to have faith in me to increase your faith. Like you talk about Cain and Abel, talking yeah. about Moses. This like he goes on to this these different these people. It's because there are different, you know, we all, we are all different types of people in the world. We all, we all have faith, like I said, different levels, and yeah. but we all have faith. But the, th- but what I got out of this, this entire thing is no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, 
what region of the country is. Faith does not belong to one group of per- people. It belongs to everybody. And that faith can be attained by anybody who believe in Christ. And I I think that's to me, that's when I got, because it made no sense for him to go through all this with like years and when were they born, how old he died. Like yeah. one of them, like one of them live 130 years old. <laughs> like what, why are you telling me this? Well, that person for 130 years had faith in me. But it wasn't yep. a maybe it wasn't a perfect faith. We don't know. Right. But yeah, it's but for that whole time they he he preached and he yeah. shared that knowledge. So and sufficient for somewhere in, in that posterity to become personally acquainted with God. Yeah. So so I think this this chapter just just highlights the fact that I think you know the how it does tell you the how. Yeah. But it also says how like this all these people has you know doesn't it doesn't belong to just one individual it belongs to everybody and that everybody can have have that principles in their life and so god is no respecter of persons no nope. which is a good transition to our the next lecture so lecture third third lecture uh it's a very short one yeah but i think i got i got the most out of this one me too okay <laughs> It's All my right. favorite. It, I mean, I love the first and second, but this one is to me is um, I put the why slash reason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I always for some reason when I read stuff, that's I always have trying to find the principle, like like the what is the principle of this, and I think to me when I first read this, I thought it was interesting, and it gives us well the the first how he put verse two, or oh, three four. Is the first the idea he actually exists, which is the what? Secondly, is a, a correct idea of his character, perfection, and attribute, which is you know the how and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Thirdly, is the knowledge of the course in which he is pursuing in accordance with his will. This is the reason why we have faith. I think to me, this chapter talks about why we have why going through our life, why faith is so important in our life, and so. I really okay. find this lecture really interesting. So to kind of, so that third um, and actual knowledge that the course of life, which he's pursuing is according to his will. So is that to say that the reason for faith is for us to align our will with God's? With God. I, I, I believe that's what it's saying that. Well, I guess let me ask you a question. Yeah. What is the purpose of life? Well, from my understanding of the revealed doctrine or revealed gospel of Jesus Christ, it is to become more like our father, right? Yeah. And that's aligned with what his, that's his will. Yes. That's his, and See, his, <laughs> his work in glory is to bring past our immortality and that's our life. eternal life. life. So and in order to do game. that, yes, we have to align our will. And become so, more like him. Do we always do? Probably not. No, no, <laughs> no. But I think that's important. I think that's why I got the most out of this lecture because yeah. because the idea that he actually exists, right? So we 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 kind of covered that and how that happened in lecture second. Um, but when he he goes through and he says we shall proceed to examine his character, perfections, mm-hmm. and attributes in order that we in order that this class may see not only the just grounds which they have for 
for the exercise of faith in him for life and salvation. But the reasons, like you said, that all the world also, as far as the idea of his existence extends, may have to exercise faith in him, the father of all living. One of my, that's one of my first, uh, my favorite verse in this is uh, nine. Okay. It's talking about Moses. So it quotes uh, Moses, right? Moses gives us the following account of Exodus yeah. 34, six. And the Lord passes by before him and proclaim the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. I love this word, long suffering mm -hmm. and abandoned in good, abundant in goodness and truth. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Everything else is a positive. Just that one word. Long suffering. Long suffering. But it but to me, like that's I a positive, right? It's a positive. We see most people don't see long suffering as a positive thing. The word the word long suffering has a negative conjugate that comes with it because who wants to suffer for a long time? Right. Yeah. But to me, that's when we talk about his his attribute, his character, you know, mm -hmm. God who he is, part of part of understanding him. How do I say this with my audience to try to make this part of trying to be like him to align with his will? Certain point we will have to suffer, and not only for a short time, we will have to be we will have to be long suffering. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. is part of having faith in him. When that long suffering comes in, this is how I see it. When I read this, when you have faith in him, that long suffering doesn't seem like a negative thing. I think to me, when you put your faith in him, that long suffering becomes kind of like, um, not that you won't feel it, not that you won't feel the burden, but that he will help, you know, like they put that, that the oxen, the yoke on the yeah, yeah. We're one of them and he's the other one. He's going to yep. help us burn, but it's still suffering. That's the part we don't, people think, oh, Christ is going to help me. He's not, he helped, he's helping you carrying the yoke still. But you're not you're not absorbed of the yoke. You still have to suffer through that pain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I one of my thing is my my all every time when we read the scripture, I always think of like people always think, oh, long suffering. That's that's not fun. Well, it depends on your faith. What level you're at. What's your level of faith? I like that we keep coming back to that. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know why. That's to me that was a very because you know, I always think faith is just faith, but I think there's there's levels to it, you know, like yeah. So I, so I read long suffering and I, and I, I, I think I had a different thought, okay. right. That his suffering, right. Our suffering, a lot of the times it's for our growth, right. A lot sure. of the times, sometimes we screw up and we suffer because of it or somebody else screws up and we suffer because of it, but a lot the Lord's will, right. If we accept that as his will, it's for our growth, Correct. his suffering is also for our growth. Good point. Right? So he suffers for our sake. And if we can learn to suffer for someone else's sake, then I think we will become more like him. Mm. If that makes sense. No, no, no. I'm just thinking, I guess when was the last time I have a long suffering or some type of you have kids right 
<laughs> that's 18 years. Think, so. think about it. That's long suffering, right? You're trying to teach them how to be good people, how to be kind to each other and good how point. to be patient, that is, right? That is a great point, Dave. You're yeah. That's so, a great point. But I think for me, easy. They back talk. They, they don't clean up after themselves. But I was the same way as a kid. Exactly. That's why I don't I don't see I think that as to me it's like payback. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I think when I, I'm thinking about like my per, you know, my personal, you know, long suffering. What what I don't know, and that's the part where I come back to like, do you really consider it a long suffering if you if you really believe in God and do what he asked? If your will is aligned with him. It doesn't to me. It doesn't really. I guess you don't call it. Right. Suffering. So you. So you may have that attribute, but you don't call I it don't. suffering, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe that's why the. That's why that word is there, even though it's have that. Most of us call it a trial. Yeah. yeah, we're going through this difficult time. It's a trial, but that's what if if we are going through that trial with faith in in God and His character, right, then we then we have that attribute, or we we develop. It's in the developmental stage of getting that attribute. Good point. I like yeah, this. I like so that. I just, I, I mentioned this earlier, but like my faith, the object of my faith was not, was not placed on God, but going uh-huh. through this lecture and the attributes, I'm like, that is what I need. This is the being that my faith needs to rest on because of his attributes. attributes. And and, and so he, he, he references all these and then he summarizes, right? Yeah. First, he was God before the world was created and the same God that he was after it was created. Secondly, he is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, There's abundant that in goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Long song came he, up again. <laughs> yeah. And that he was so from everlasting, it will be to everlasting. Thirdly, that he changes not, neither is there variableness in him. And that he is the same from everlasting to everlasting, being the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that his course is one eternal round without variation. Fourthly, that he is a God of truth and cannot lie. Fifthly, that he is no respecter of persons, like we talked about a little while ago. But in every nation, like you were saying, every nation that fears God and works righteousness is accepted of him. Sixthly, that he is love. I love that. I feel like the third lecture is the combine of what the first and second lecture was talking about. Yeah. To put it in a perspective of like guys. Basically, I think Joe Smith, I'm 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 gonna guess this one is not Joseph Smith. Because I don't feel like the way he talks in here. Joseph, I don't I'm not trying to be like I'm an expert in linguistic and like <laughs> writing. <laughs> It just sounds this, a little bit different. Reading this does not sound like Joseph the way he talks. As I read, you know, a lot of his other books too. There's what's that one title with the book cover, uh, blue? What's it called? Oh, Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith. Yeah, yeah. I, have I read that book twice. Yeah, I kind of been familiar of how he talks and how he writes. This one does not sound like he wrote this one. Yeah, it sounds like it's his. Some of it are his words, but I think somebody put together because he doesn't go through firstly secondly he doesn't do that a lot if you go back to his writing at least that's just my opinion 
but I don't think this is him. But I do agree with that. This is the culmination of the first and second lecture combined together on how, how as an individual, as myself and as you and as our audience, who's ever listening, that how faith really works for individual. And yeah. I think this is my, this is so far my favorite one. Third one. Yeah. My team. So I want to ask a question. Go for it, man. Um, and this is, this is something that's kind of recent. Um, but given these attributes mm-hmm. of God, these are the same attributes that most of the Christian world preaches and believes in. True. But their biggest criticism of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints doctrine of God is that we believe in a different God. Okay, can I? <laughs> so, given these attributes, would you say that we believe in a different God? Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. This I'm not going to go into deep in this, but people always tell us they don't say you believe in a different God. They say you believe to, from what I've heard, and like from what you know on our on our mission, I've you know people ask, you guys don't believe in the same Jesus as we do, right? And I tend to want to tell them, you're right, we don't. <laughs> okay, so our, why would you say it's it's different? Well, first of all, it's different because we believe that marriage through the temple is uh is one of the key things to going back to live with God, to obtain mm-hmm. to obtain exaltation, mm-hmm. to obtain eternal life and all that. Everybody gets resurrection because everybody's gonna die. He, he he covered that for everybody. Right. Even the bad guys, <laughs> they covered. But to be exalted, you have to do certain things. And if we are to follow in every footstep that he does, Dave, (laughs) in every footstep that he does. So why do we get married? This is why we get married, because to to receive that exaltation. So if he's the great exemplar, as we call him, the great, our savior, we follow in his footstep. We follow him. I'm trying to say not to. Not, I don't yeah, want to go no, too I, deep. I get what you're saying. But you get I what totally, I'm saying. I totally get what you're saying. So other Christian worlds don't believe that. They don't. At least from who I from what I've studied. But is that because think, it's a it's a different a different Jesus or it's because they it's, don't accept okay. more truth? I don't think they accept more truth. How about that? I'll give you, I think there is, I mean, there's only one Jesus guys. There's only one Jesus. There's only one. Yeah. Only one. So uh, here's a conversation I had with, with a a newly born again, Christian friend. He, uh, (laughs) he, so he asked me, he asked me flat out, like, who's Jesus? I'm like, Jesus is God, right? He is. He's the God of the old Testament. He's the God of new test, the new Testament. And, their biggest criticism that I've found isn't, isn't that we believe Jesus, you know, may or may not be married. Right. It's, it's that. It's that we believe that God began as a man. And I think, I think the, the perception or the perspective that they're taking from that doctrine is that we believe that God's existence began on this earth. Oh, right. So he was a man on this earth, yeah, and then he became a god, god. which is not the case, right? And if we read these attributes, no. right, he was 
He was God, God before, before the world, world was created, yeah. and the same God that He was after it was created. So, so technically, I mean, it's not that we believe in a different Jesus. I think we believe. I think we believe in. How do I say this? Most of the Christian worlds don't believe in the teaching that we believe Christ teach. You know, our church. Does that make sense? Right. They don't teach. The born again doesn't teach eternal marriage. I'm I'm pretty sure they don't. I think no. we have a monopoly. On no, that. they don't. Right. <laughs> no, they don't. So I I guess the point of me asking that that is, do they have faith in God? I I be, I do. I do believe they have faith they in God. Definitely have faith. In I God. do believe there and are have, people out, and they have faith in the in the God of that has these attributes that we believe in. We believe. And, and that's the common goal or the common thing that we all have across the board. We believe that unless you're talking to an atheist, but you know, whatever, right. right. But I don't believe across the board. If you, if we base our foundation that this is God attribute and this is who he is, we all agree to that point. Yeah. Beyond that, that he was a God first comes to this world he is half god and half man on this earth folks let's just be real <laughs> right yeah we're and talking about jesus christ and then, yeah. yeah and he became god again not again but then he ascended to fullness i guess you can say fullness right so i think beyond that that's where we differ with a lot of different christian people say you you don't believe in the same jesus i we do and i tend to say probably not because not that it's not the not that it's a different Jesus. It's just the teachings that we don't right. agree on. Yes. So that comes into like to play like you you can't force people to believe what you believe. I think we both you and I both know we learned right. that mission, and so there's no way you can you can tell people, look, Jesus taught this, and if you have you know you have if you believe in this, you know blah 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 blah. But most people are like, well, no, I don't I don't think Jesus would do that. Right. Right. I, I always yeah. why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> but it never goes anywhere. And so it's but I think that's the common. I do believe hey, I honestly believe, and this is the truth, man. I believe that there will be a lot of people who are not of our faith that will probably make it in the celestial kingdom. Oh yeah. Than more than people who are in our church. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee that. And yeah, so I, there is I, I, I think that. When we say, remember, we talked about faith is for everybody. It's not just, it's not just for one group of people or one individual. It's yep. it's, it's for everybody. Yeah. I so I wrote I wrote this down. Where was what it? What did you write? I wrote in Linus. Uh, so this is in respect to him being God and being no respecter of persons. And yeah. I always thought that meant he he didn't care, right? <laughs> he didn't care. He doesn't <laughs> respect. Guess, me. Yeah. But here's what I, I said. I wrote down, all men are authorized to exercise faith in God. Mm, like he that. has given every man that authority without respect to one or the other. No, no one has a, a greater or less privilege to faith in God. Well, I like that. I do. I agree with that. Yeah. And all this, <laughs> right? And this whole lecture is to to show that these attributes give us confidence. Yeah. They, those attributes give us the assurance that God is 
what we read him to be. That he's loving. Oh, and, and forgiving, right? Yep. This is so saying, unless he was, unless he was merciful, gracious, and slow to anger, long suffering, there it is again, and full of goodness, such is the weaknesses of human nature, and so great the frailties and imperfections of men, that unless they believe that these excellencies existed in the divine character, the faith necessary to salvation could not exist. Uh, let's see. So, if it were not for the idea which would they have of the excellency of the character of God, that He is slow to anger and long suffering, and of for a forgiving disposition and does forgive iniquity transgression and sin and the idea of these facts does away doubt and makes faith exceedingly strong the faith to repent faith to repent right the like faith that. to follow him the faith the faith to um to give our weaknesses to jesus and allow his grace to work in us i think that's the hard part that's hard because we do, we are human. Yeah. And we tend to not forgive ourselves or not mm -hmm. let, uh, what do I say, not allow God to heal us because we think we're not worthy of that. And or we think we can overcome it ourselves. That too. There's that pride. I think a lot of times when people don't realize, I mean, you know, sometimes I don't realize it either, but like he's, we're not in control of our life. Like you, how much, no matter how much you think you're in control, Whatever aspect in life you are, whether it be addiction, whether it be, you know, job, whether it be, uh, you know, anything, uh, having a girlfriend, having a wife, like all that comes, you're not in control. If you think you're in control, you are out of control. That's how my, <laughs> one of my Sunday school teacher taught me is that you, you have to give yourself to Christ or to, and to God to allow them to work through the Holy Ghost in your life to be able to align with his will. But God, right. folks, yeah. God, Heavenly Father, and Christ knows that we're not—we're not a perfect being. We're an imperfect uh, that needs to be that needs to be like well, how do they make pressure? You know, like diamonds. They oh, they need to be refined. Refined through pressure. Yeah. And so that pressure comes with trials. And so I think a lot of times people want to be in control is because they're just you know, like you said, they think they can do it themselves, and sometimes it's just pride. Yeah, they just they just you know it's just like we don't want to help we don't we don't need help that's the number one i think to me people who like doesn't want they want to accomplish certain things they want they want to do this yeah. and they you know but they think that they they don't need help when those are the people who need help the most yeah in my opinion and so yeah yeah and and when you get like when you attain certain things like that that's compounded, right? That pride can be compounded, right? Unless you have faith in God and you are humble, like you, it's, it's easier to let that pride continue yeah. to build. Um, and then when the fall comes, you, you shake your fists or you deny God, <laughs> right? You blame him. And he still will give still, you a chance. Still. And that's that sixth attribute that was identified, yep. which is God I, I, is I'm love. Just, just looking at this right now. Yeah. 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 So let's let's give our last final thought about faith. Yeah. Let me let me go first. Yeah, you you go close ahead. out. 
if you go back and read all these three, one of the things that I thought stood out the most is when he talks about faith, how faith created this earth, how faith created a man in the image of God. Let me be clear, folks. It is the first, there's a reason why faith is the first principle of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't first, then it wouldn't be important. It is all, all principles are very important in a different way. And it comes and comes and goes in your life. You use these principles, but faith, faith will always be part of everything that we do. As they said, physically, mentally, spiritually. I think faith works in all cases. Dave said it perfectly. Faith is an action. It can also lead to action, but it is it 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 it, it takes action to have faith. I don't know if that makes sense, <laughs> but it's something that is will never go away. It's something that in, is in everything. If you go back and read, read, read with us. Read for uh, lecture one, second, and third. First, second, and third. Yeah. It lists everything that happens in in life, in people's life, even in his life, in his way of doing. Faith is the number one thing that comes into play, uh, and that makes everything come to life. And that's the part of this. When I read, it's like. It make faith creates life, and we know Literally. that because we are creating this image. And so, that's my final thought on that. Oh, that's great. All right, so, so faith, what is it? It is a, it's a principle of action. It's like it's the first principle of revealed religion, and drives us to to act. It drives us to behave in certain ways. It drives us in how we treat one another and 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 i'll say this again i'll re-emphasize the object on which faith needs to rest is the perfect loving merciful long-suffering god god the father and his son jesus christ and and no other object should on no other object or principle should our faith rest Right. It should not. I, and I've made the mistake in, in most of my life in putting my faith in, in other things, right. In, in my own will, my self will in other people in other organizations. And those are just appendages, mm-hmm. right. The organization of the church is an appendage to God, the father and Jesus Christ. His priesthood power is an appendage to him. And only by faith in him can we have any power to to exercise his priesthood, to, to have the faith in his forgiving disposition to repent when we have our lapses in faith. So those those are my final thoughts and 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 i'll close by saying that that god is love and all things work to our good because he loves us amen amen <laughs> so let us know if 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 there's anyone out there on the internet that hears these words and and any of it resonates with you um leave it leave a comment or a view, read the lectures on faith. And, and, and we hope that your faith grows. Indeed. 
and we'll keep it we'll keep it simple for the simple man's gospel next next time we'll be on we'll probably be doing what lecture fourth fifth and four sixth? four through seven four so through seven let's do yeah, that there's four more so we'll 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 discuss it and uh yeah i, I would say i would suggest read that article on the church's website about it and it gives a little bit of insight as to why they are no longer included in the doctrine and covenants and we'll touch on that next time that's a good point so until then keep it simple mm <laughs>